Hello, my friends. This is Brian Q. Davis broadcasting from the Sales Warrior Podcast, a conversation about dominating your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children, or your soul. And today's topic is this, climb higher in fellowship. Sit back and relax, and let's get started. So I just completed the final sequence inside of a series of workouts. I did something I'd never done before today. I, I did the number of burpees, push-ups, jumps, all the different things that were inside of it. I'd never done that many in the amount of time that I did it in. So I accomplished something that I'd never done before in my life today. That would have not happened, I don't believe, had I not had the frame of the fellowship of the other three men that are doing this with me or alongside me right now. Brendan King, Ed Turner, and Jeremy Nelson. These three other brothers, for whatever reason, energetically, we've lined up and said, hey, we're going to do something that's hard. This wasn't organized, it's just self-organized. And they'll do this workout today and they'll have their results. And within all of these things, we're going to have a gift. But it got me thinking about the idea of trying to climb something impossible alone versus trying to climb it in fellowship. And how often do we as business professionals, as men, how often do we operate alone or find ourselves operating alone and start creating stories about we're the only ones that feel this way and that have these problems and have these challenges? And then our ego says, well, you can do it. Don't give up. Come on. Rub some dirt on it. Put some concrete in your orange juice and harden up. And don't tell anybody about it. And so we end up in a place of isolation where we feel like we have to put up this facade of, hey, we've got it all together. We're super strong. Um, nothing's going to, you know, the stiff upper lip, right? The That, that famous British kind of just ability to weather the storm and carry on, carry on boys. It's beautiful, but at the same time, it's not always accurate of the reality. When reality inside of us, we are terrified. And so that path of operating alone and not being real and not being vulnerable ends up in a place in a circular loop of sedation that seeks to kind of bury that pain. And what we find is, is that those that operate alone rarely get to the, the summit. They rarely get to the summit. They rarely get all the way there. And so I started thinking about like historically, like the most amazing expeditions that have happened. And I guess by its nature, an expedition has more than one person. But I started thinking about some of the things that have happened in history where people have just overcome incredible odds and done something they've never, that had never been done before in human history. And I started looking at some of these examples. And of course, like every one of these, none of these were accomplished alone by one guy, like doing it from his ego. It was always in fellowship. They were always 
working together. They were always supporting each other. They were always willing to go harder because they didn't want to let the man next to them down. And so as you think about the challenges and the things that you want to accomplish, and again, we're coming out of the beginning of the year and you've got maybe resolutions and targets and things like that that you want to accomplish, have you considered that unless you've set a frame of fellowship around those targets where you've declared them to someone else and they understand what you're, where you're going and you, they, you understand where they're going and you've both moved into a world of fellowship where together you're saying we're going to go climb this, that your targets are at risk, at high risk of not happening. Because you're operating from a place of solitude and ego. But when the man next to you is running, next, running, running alongside you, You'll go to your heart and say, I'm not going to let that man down because we we'll often do, at least for me, I will, I will do things for others before I'll do things for myself a lot of times. Like I'll let myself down. I'll let, I'll let myself down before I'll let somebody else down. And so that frame of fellowship is an insurance policy. So just, I just wanted to look at a couple of historical examples of like where things like this have happened. Uh, Amundsen's South Pole Expedition, where this group of men, a Norwegian explorer, Roald Amundsen, and his, he and four others, so there was five of them total, arrived at the South Pole, December 14th, 1911. Like, this would be worth investigating. Go look it up on, on uh, Wikipedia. It's incredible. I'm going to post a picture of this. When you think about what these men accomplished with the amount of technology they had in 1911, no GPS, no high-tech Gore-Tex, like these guys pulled off something absolutely incredible, but they did it as a unit together in brotherhood. Another example, the first completed ascent of Mount Everest done on May 29th, 1953 by Sir Edmund Percival Hillary and his Sherpa Tenzeg Norgay. They did it together, two men. In this case, Sir Edmund knew that he needed a master to run with him. And that's what Tenzeg was. He was a Nepalese Sherpa. If you've never understood what, never looked into what Sherpas are, these guys are, are badasses. <laughs> They're incredible. Look them up. My, uh, my grandfather was, a, was in the Burma theor, theor, uh, theater of war during World War II, and he brought back a, a Sherpa knife and told me about his experience with uh, meeting some of the Sherpa mercenaries and warriors that were part of that. These guys are incredible. But again, the first ascent of Mount Everest done by two people operating in brotherhood. And then of course, let's look at the moon, right? Neil Armstrong was there, but he had Buzz and he also had Michael Collins. Now, Michael didn't make it down to the moon, but he was there supporting. And Neil couldn't have done it without Buzz and Buzz couldn't have done it without Neil and they did it as a unit. And it wasn't the one man on the moon, it was two. So if you want to achieve incredible, outstanding, never before accomplished in your life results, 
I'd have you consider if you're trying to do them alone, you are setting yourself up for a high likelihood of failure. And there's two components to the, the fellowship aspect of achieving a target. Number one, find other men that are willing to run the same path and the same level of commitment as you are. That have set up goals and targets from their heart. Number two is run with someone or have another frame of a coach or a guide, much like Sir Edmund had. He had a guy, he had a coach with his Nepalese Sherpa. You've got to have that other frame, somebody ideally that's walked a similar path before you, ahead of you, that you can not only go to for guidance, but also go to for accountability. You don't want to let your Jedi master down, right? Luke Skywalker didn't want to let Obi-Wan down. And so he let Obi-Wan know, hey, here's, here's what I'm learning. Here's what I'm seeing. What do you got for me? So unless you've strategically placed coaches and guides inside of your life, inside of your different challenges that you may have going, again, your outcomes are, don't have the level of probability and of, of success as they might have had you pre-placed those coaches and those guides along the way. Go find who your Jedi masters are. And the next part of that is pay them. You got to pay them. There's an energetic exchange. You're not going to do it unless you pay your coaches. I've got some amazing coaches right now that are guiding me through all multiple aspects of, of my targets. And they've all walked the path that I'm seeking to walk as well before me. Coach Thomas DeLauer. I've had an amazing coach over the last two years, Coach Jesse Ewell. And Coach Sam Falsafi, amazing men that have walked a path ahead of me that I'm able to go to. So who are you going to? So right now, I'd ask you to look at, when you look at 2019 and where you want to target and where you want to go, ask yourself the following question. Do I have the frame of fellowship alongside each of those targets? Who am I running with? Am I running with anyone? Do I have coaches? Do I have a Jedi master assigned to these different areas that can help put a frame on me of accountability and guidance? And am I investing not only with my time, but with my finances and money to say, hey, yes, I'm committed, not just interested. And in doing all of that, you really are saying that I am committed to these results. And you've put yourself into a category right alongside old Roland Edmondson, who got to the South Pole, Sir Hillary, who got to, the, got to Everest, and old Neil Armstrong and Buzz that made it to the moon. And that's what we're here to talk about on this podcast, is not doing the things that are common, but doing, doing the things that are exceptional. That's what I got for you today, my friends. This is Brian Q. Davis signing off from the Sales Warrior Podcast, a conversation about dominating your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children, or your soul. Thank you so much for listening. Keep tuning in. More to come.